In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Hello there. Welcome. This is Wet Anchor Podcast, where we search the scriptures, where we read the word of God, where we address the issues that we face in life by searching what the word of God says about them. This episode is titled Destiny Blockers. Allow me to start this episode differently. I'm going to share my dreams, several dreams that I've had, more like one dream really. I have been dreaming of um myself going on a trip i go to the airport and it looks like in the dream it's an international trip so i would go to the airport i would get lost in the airport and not be able to get into the plane or i would arrive at the airport late and therefore not able to board the plane or i would get onto the plane and it would not take off or the plane would take off and something would be wrong with it before it goes far and it has to do an emergency landing. The other dream that I've had, the latest one, I had boarded the plane first, but when everyone else came in on board, I realized or I was told that my documents are not in order. So I had to get off the plane and go get my documents sorted out. And at least they waited for me until I came back. Now, this have been these dreams have been occurring more than once. It's, it's actually many such dreams that I've had. And I've had to ask the Lord, what is this about? And I got to understand that it is about destiny blockers. It is the things or the forces that stands against the destiny that God has uh, planned for me. It is the things that will stand in my way so that I don't get to where I'm going. Life, of course, is a series of events. Life is a journey. It's not a destination. So you don't necessarily just arrive, but you take little trips here and there. So life is a series of events. You take little steps. You go somewhere. You do something. You finish it. Some of the assignments are lifelong. So you continuously do it. But then there are certain things that will block you. You'll take a step forward and something will block you. Something will stop you from doing that which you intend doing, even the things that God has called you to do. Some of you have experienced this in real life, not just in dreams. Just as you are about to take off towards your destiny, something always goes wrong. Just as you are waiting for a positive appointment letter, you then get a regret letter, even though you have done well in that interview. So the very thing that you have nailed actually slips through your fingers before you know it. Some of you have started a ministry and it never takes off. The numbers never go up. Even if they grow, they grow for a little while and then they stop. People stop coming to church. You have started that business and the numbers are not growing up. You eventually give up and stop that business. It's not that you are not ambitious child of God. You just take the step, pack your bags, put your things in order only to get lost on the way. Some people have even lost money 
and even friends and relationships from assignments that they started and did not go that far. Some of the relationships are even broken as one tries to persuade the other that God did speak to me to do this. And you actually realize that God did speak to me. But because there is something that keeps on blocking you on this thing, you even begin to doubt yourself. You start thinking, no man, I must have been dreaming. Uh, maybe I was actually looking at other people's plans um, and, and God did not say this thing to me. There's a famous movie, I forgot its name, but I've watched it. The guy in that movie spent years trying to commercialize his invention. He lost everything. He spent everything he had and the everything that his wife had and he still could not get his invention commercialized. He looked like a loser within the family. His wife's sisters, they hated him because all he could do and think about was his invention. Everyone around him could not understand why he kept on pursuing this thing. It took years and years and years of him trying to get investors. As soon as he thinks this one is on board, they are gone. He eventually lost his wife, who had given all that she had on this invention of his. But however, his invention took off many years later. He got the money and the wife could not accept that it was over between them. She started stalking him. Well, my point is not even on the stocking or the divorce, but it's on his invention that never took off for many, many years. Just as he thought he had a breakthrough, something else went wrong. Just as he thought this was promising, something else went wrong. So I'm talking about destiny blockers. These are the forces that stand against you, your destiny, your plans, your visions, your dreams. The thing that is burning inside of you, there is some force that does not want you to achieve it. The thing that wakes you up in the middle of the night and you are worried or you are too excited. But in the morning when you wake up, you realize that, no, I'm actually facing a brick wall here. These are forces that will block your way until you give up. They will withstand you until you begin to doubt God. You will even doubt yourself. What was I thinking? This thing is not possible. It has never been done before. How can I even think of myself highly like that, that I can actually achieve this thing. These are the thoughts that will come to you. These are the thoughts that you'll be told by other people, people that are thinking negatively concerning your issues. Now, the first destiny blocker that I want to speak about is human beings, you and I. The Bible tells us of a story of Israel, the people of God that went down to Egypt and they stayed there for more than 400 years, just as God had told Abraham, their forefather. But at the appointed time, as God spoke, they had to leave Egypt. Their time to go home had come. However, their departure was preceded by a massive pullback by Pharaoh. God had raised up a man, Moses, to lead the people out of Egypt into the promised land. And Moses had to go through Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh, God says, let my people go. Let them go now. As many times as Moses told Pharaoh this instruction, Pharaoh refused. He would agree and then refuse. He would agree and then turn around. At first, he just plainly refused, said no ways. They're not going. He even put more work on them and they beat the Israelites. They made them to work so hard, mistreated them to the point that the people even turned against Moses. Why did you come here? You were sitting nicely in the um, palace of Pharaoh 
and then you kill the Egyptian and ran away. Now you come back here and we, our situation is worse off than before you even left us. And God, through the hand of Moses, brought plagues so severe that Pharaoh would agree and then say to the Israelites, go, but don't go that far. You see, some people will want to limit you. To some of them, your dreams are limited. They would say you can go, but not that far. They would say to you, you can preach, but not too often. They would say you can make that presentation, but not before the big bosses. You can make that presentation, but not in the big events. You can get that salary increase, but not too much. Of course, you can study, but up to a point. If you want to buy a car, buy it, but not an expensive one. If you can build a house, do it, but not a mansion. You see, people are very funny. They will even wish evil on you, curse you even. Some of them will bewitch you simply because they don't want you to go any further in life. Some may want you to always be below them. You cannot have more money than them. You cannot have a beautiful house more beautiful than theirs. You cannot dress better than them. These are people around us, your friends, your family, even your colleagues. You see, Pharaoh continued blocking the way of Israel. He said, go, leave your children behind. Moses says, no. Our children are going with us. Because he knew if he said the children must remain, it meant the adults will stay behind. No adult will leave their children in a place of slavery. Then he also said, you can go, but you must leave your flock behind. That's their wealth. That's, the, that's their livelihood. They were shepherds. What is Israel without their flocks? What were they going to sacrifice before God anyway if they had left their flocks behind? So, the enemy wants to block you by taking away the thing that he knows you need it in your destiny or in your journey moving forward. Oh, but God, he made sure that Pharaoh learned a lesson. Eventually, the Egyptians, they lost all their flocks, their produce through the various plagues, hailstorms, locusts, and other plagues. And the biggest one was when they lost their firstborn, the firstborn of men and of beasts. May God deal harshly with your enemies, child of God, that are blocking your destiny. Because when God says, let my people go, the enemy has no choice but to let you go. When God says, this is where my child is supposed to go, it may take you 10 years, but eventually you will get there. The second destiny blocker I want to speak about is the forces of darkness. I'm going to read from the book of Daniel chapter 10, verse 12 to 13. It says, then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the king of Persia. Now this is a story which uh, starts in the first few chapters of Daniel chapter 10 where Daniel decided that he was not going to eat delicacies, fancy foods. He was just going to eat simple foods, vegetables mainly. And that is what today is called the Daniel fast where people will eat fruits and vegetables and pray for 21 days. Daniel spent more time in prayer seeking the face of God. He wanted understanding. He wanted revelation from the Father. Now on day 24, not on day 21, day 24, though Daniel had decided to do um, this uh, consecration for 21 days, but he was still praying in day 24. 
and then angel came to him. That angel is the one that told him that he had been held up. He had been withstood by the prince of the kingdom of Persia for 21 days. My God. So basically the answer to the prayers of Daniel had been issued right from day one. The answer was released from heaven. But this answer could not reach Daniel as this angel was battling for 21 days. All these 21 days, the answer is already out. But Daniel is praying continually for 21 days until the archangel Michael came to rescue this angel. So this was not a physical battle, but a spiritual battle. Daniel was not even aware, but he pressed on in prayer. Child of God, there are things that you have lost, not because the answer was not released, but because the angel that was bringing that answer was held up in the realm of the spirit. There is a battle that is happening in the realm of the spirit. The forces of darkness wanting to take that which you have asked for and the angels battling it out. This is written in the word of God. The prince of the kingdom of Persia attempted to block the answer to Daniel's prayers. You are wondering why you are fasting, you are praying, you are worshiping God, you are serving God, you are casting out devils, you are doing everything, you are giving, you are dedicating yourself to the Lord. But there is a situation that does not seem to move. It keeps on lingering on in your life. You try this and that and it still doesn't work. You have a witness within you that says this is what God wants you to do, but you seem to hit a brick wall all the time. You feel like the lamp is going dim on you as you lose the strength to keep on fighting. What would have happened, child of God, if Daniel stopped praying on day 21 and went back home with the thought that perhaps it was not the will of God to give him the revelation he was seeking? Because you see, that revelation had to come from that angel at the point and its place where Daniel was, where he was praying, where he was consecrated to the Lord. What if you stop praying, child of God, just when the answer was about to reach you? Some of the answers to your prayers are cancelled by the words that you speak after you've waited and waited and waited and did not see any movement. You start saying things like, it is the will of God that you remain sick. Why then do you bother praying? Why do you pray if it is the will of God that you seek? You can't be sick and then put the sickness on God. God said he sent his son with healing in his wings. He sent his son to heal you. He sent his son that you may have life and have it more abundantly. When you don't have abundance, don't stick that on God. It is the will of God that you have abundant life. It is the will of God that your loved one die painfully. Why do you say that? Why did you start praying in the first place? Because when your loved one was sick, you were praying. Father, heal my loved one. Father, I pray for this healing. Father, heal him, touch him or heal her or touch her. And when that person leaves, you then say it's the will of God. Why is it the will of God that your loved one dies such a painful death? Why don't they just close their eyes and rest peacefully? You see, the enemy wants you to quit. The enemy wants you to believe that God does not want you to have this. The enemy wants you to judge God unfaithful. The enemy wants you to say God is unwilling, that God does not love you, that God is incapable of doing this thing, that God is unfair. The man with leprosy said to Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. Jesus said, I will. In other words, this man believed that Jesus Christ was able to do this thing. But was Jesus willing? Was Jesus willing to heal him, to cleanse him from his leprosy? 
The devil does not block you, child of God, from getting your dream house because he wants to use your house. He doesn't need your house. He wants you to curse God and die like Job. The wife told Job, curse God and die. The enemy wants you to do the same thing. He blocks your healing so that you'll become an atheist and say there is no God. If there was God, why then is my loved one not healed? He blocks your prosperity so that you will go and steal and do other godly means to get money. And then you move away from God and guilt will plague you and keep you from praying. He'll keep you from coming back to God. You see, your ministry is not growing. The devil wants you to quit. What's with you winning so many souls for the kingdom anyway? You must stop that thing. That's what the enemy wants. So you, you are blocked from doing that which God has instructed you to do. And you quit early and you give reasons for that. The third destiny blocker is yourself. It's you and me. This is the last one I want to speak about. You see, you may have big dreams, but have a fearful heart. You, you wish to study for that degree, but you are afraid it's not going to work out. You, you are afraid that you, you, you're going to fail. You, you want to start the business, but you are fearful. You, you want to do great things, but you are afraid of failure. Fear will keep you in bondage, hold you in one place. You will not move. It will block you from taking out that first step. It will stop you from going to that interview. It will stop you from doing the things that you know the fire is burning deep down in your heart, but you can't take the first step because of fear. As you work towards your dreams, you might end up sinning, feeling guilty about it, and then decide that God will not forgive you. That is the enemy telling you God will not forgive you. God has a forgiving heart. He puts away our trespasses as far as east is from the west. So the enemy will tell you, no, God does not do that. Then you might as well continue living in sin. You might be cancelling your own prayers even by the words that you speak with the very mouth that you pray with. You speak something positive in prayer before God. When you say amen, you go and speak something else. You finish praying for God to heal you from diabetes. When you finish praying, you say this diabetes of mine. It's not yours. If it is yours, keep it. Don't ask God to take it away. You cancel your healing with the words that you're speaking. This thing is too difficult. I cannot do it. You've just prayed. Father, I want to do this. Father, I thank you for this idea. I am going to do it. I believe the word of God. I can do all things through Christ to strengthen me. You say amen and you go and say this thing is impossible. I'm not going to be able to do it. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 to 14 says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. I press towards the goal. I'm not just walking towards the goal. I am pressing towards the goal. I'm forgetting those things. I might have failed before, but that failure is not going to block me from pressing on and moving forward. I might have struggled before, but I'm going to press on. The goal is in front of me, not behind me. You see, when a door is stuck, you don't just push once. You press on until it opens. You see, child of God, the obstacle that stands in your way is beckoning you to press on. Don't give up on life. When they beat up Paul, he got up and went on to preach the good news. 
He did not give up because they beat him in one village. He went on to the other village. At some point, they beat him up to the point that they thought he was dead. He did not wake up and say, Lord, this is too much. I'm not going to continue with this thing. He pressed on because you see, his focus was on the goal. The things that were trying to block him were not going to work. He refused to be pushed back. He refused to be stopped. The doors that were closed before him, he broke them walked through them and went and preached the good news. Do not please the enemy child of God. Do not please the enemy. Do not agree with the devil. At no point in life should you agree with him. Even if you're going to die, die speaking the word of God. Believe God and press on. You see, Israel ended up on the other side of the Red Sea with Pharaoh's horses and chariots right inside the Red Sea. Every refusal of Pharaoh discouraged Israel, but Moses pressed on until they were commanded to leave Egypt. You see, if it was just Israel on their own, they would have turned back. The minute they saw Pharaoh and his horses and chariots, they said, were there no graves in Egypt? Was it not better that we died in Egypt than for us to die in this place? So if they were without Moses who was pressing on, they would have just gone back, surrendered and said, ah, it's okay. We've been slaves anyway for so many years. We might as well continue. Do not give up on your dreams, child of God, because of an obstacle. The obstacle is meant exactly for that, to stop you from achieving your dreams. Jesus Christ said to his disciples, have faith in God. Faith is a substance of things that are hoped for. You hold that substance for dear life. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. He says, say to this mountain, be removed. You say it having faith in God. You say it believing that this, the words that I'm speaking, they are powerful. I'm speaking them in the name of Jesus Christ. And the name of Jesus is powerful enough to cause this mountain to be moved. He says, when you say these things and not doubting in your heart, but believing that these things that you say will be done, they will be done. If you say these things believing, you will do it. You will receive it. The things that you pray for, believing that you receive them, he says you'll have them. So when you have prayed, when you have planned, when you have taken the first step forward, continue pressing on, continue speaking, continue believing, continue speaking the word of God. Have faith in God. Don't give up on him. Don't give up on his word. He's not a son of man. He does not lie. When he speaks, he speaks the truth. It is the enemy that is the father of lies. Not our God. Not our God. When he has made a promise, he's good for it. May you not give up, but press on. The thing that is blocking your way requires you to tell it. Be thou removed and be cast into the sea. And not doubt. You speak it. You stand there. You don't change. You don't shift. You don't change. You don't go back. You speak it. Tell it. Be removed. It will eventually move. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. You don't resist him once. You resist him as many as he pushes you. You resist him. In as many times as he throws things at you, you push back. You refuse the things of the enemy. You receive the things of God, believing that you receive them and you will have them. May the Lord give you strength to press on. 
May the Lord give you strength to push back the enemy. May the Lord give you strength to open those doors that are locked. May he give you strength to wait on him. At times all you need is time for you to wait on the Lord. And he is faithful to do the things that he has promised. What's blocking your way? Believe God. He will ensure that it is moved. May the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.